You are listening to 40-something with Valley and the Vig. And now, here's Silicon Steve Valley and the Vig. 40-something podcast. We are back. Episode 20. The Big 2-0. The Big 2-0 for the 40-somethings. Oh, my goodness. I am so excited. We're half our age these days and episodes we lasted longer than a majority of podcasts that start so it's good i know we just keep heating up actually yeah so that's a good thing yeah we're getting more listeners every day we're getting more followers on all our um social media accounts as well getting a lot of interactions we had uh almost a thousand views on a video recently on tiktok it was it was featuring the official dog of 40 something podcast zoe and uh, she was Wait. wanting someone to roll a blunt. It was a pretty cool okay. video. I like it. I'll have to check it out. I know I'm so anti-social media these days, and that's like, you know, <laughs> good for promoting the uh, content. Oh, people know what we're up to. Oh yeah, we're gonna have a lot of content that is outside of the box. It's also a platform for us to get our ideas out and get creative too on the social media platform. Obviously. We're going and we're going to keep on expanding. This show is going to we don't want any limitations, folks. We are going to be doing characters. We're going to be doing skits, having guests. I have three guests um, tentative, tentatively planned. We have uh, in the future, we have author Ray Pierce. And Ray Pearson, the Ray author Pierce. of the great book, God's Cruel Joke. And we're having possibly Jesse Tappan on. He and he is a member of our military, but he's also a historian. And we're going to have a fun and interesting conversation about the Civil War. Um, Vig, I don't know if that's something you you certainly would be interested in something like that. I didn't sure which one is that you're talking. Which which Civil, Civil War? War that was the one where they freed the slaves. Okay, that one, right? Yeah. Okay. Civil War. Nice. <laughs> the War of eighteen twelve was in nineteen seventy four, though. I know. I was actually trying to play along there because, you know, some would yeah, say that we are currently in the second one. <laughs> oh, yeah, but I know, yeah. right? Just the sure, beginning. Right? You're starting to, it's just starting to tweak. Um, but hey, it's Super Bowl Sunday weekend. And, uh, you know, that's always historically been a cool time, pandemic or not. And, uh, you know, people are probably out getting their Super Bowl on, getting some munchies and some support your local businesses. And, uh, you know, be with your family. We'll get through this. This will be pretty fun this weekend. What do you think? I'll tell you what. I am really excited. I don't get too excited about Super Bowls. First of all, the NFL, watching on TV is just as good watching it with the fans there or not. Because you don't see – they're not part of – the backdrop when you're watching a football game, really, unless they jump into the stands and the, they pan to the audience. I know. I, but you really don't need to pan to the audience. I really don't like most football fans anyway. They're usually cretins. Especially nowadays. Yeah. It's not like the way it used to be. And even even when it was the way it used to be, at least in Philadelphia, it was pretty classless. So well, I mean, I feel not like a very I'm, high bar right there. Let's be honest. No offense, Philadelphia. Yeah, I'd rather just, you know, watch watch the Eagles with my friends who are pretty pretty classy in their own right. So we can just do our own thing. Well, there was the Michael Vick game. I don't know how classy I was that day. The Michael Vick game was 
If you don't know, folks, if you don't know about the Michael Vick game, the Giants were beating the living shit out of the Eagles, and the winner was going to go to the playoffs and win the division, and the loser was probably going to be done. So, and it was earlier mid-December, big game. I think it was the second or last game of, of the season. And Michael Vick brought the Eagles back out of like, I think it was a 25-point deficit. Michael Vick brought the Giant at Giant Stadium back. And me and my friend John were the only two Giant fans in this bar full of Eagles fans. And we weren't. That's right. We weren't to the point where we got our asses kicked, but we got a couple shut the fuck. Like Eagles fans were pissed because we were being obnoxious. Yeah. You were the only two in there and they, they were, they were handily like beating the Eagles. Really? The game was pretty much out of reach. And it was you seven guys minutes were, were yucking folks. it up in there and definitely like letting them know who, uh, what was up. Right. Which, you know, that's what Giants fans do to the Eagles fans, especially when they're beating them. So we never it do. The Gi- it changed. The, yeah, I think the Giants beat the Eagles this year was the first time, and I'm not exaggerating, like five or six years. Yeah. And I they know. used to have the Giants number back when the Giants were ridiculous with LT and Phil Sims and all them. Randall Cunningham somehow had the Giants number. So the Eagles have always had the Giants number in big moments, for the most part. Right. For the most part, there's some, yeah. yeah, well, what about when Eli brought him back? Yeah. For the most part, I'm not saying every time. So that's why Giant fans, I, that's, that's why I hate the Eagles more than I hate the Cowboys, you know, because the Giants, particularly in 2000, when the two Super Bowl runs, the Giants have taken care of the Cowboys pretty good. So, yeah, but, I see, I see where you're going on that. And honestly, I disagree with just in the part that I just hate the Cowboys. Because I came out here to Colorado where there's a new breed of, of fan here for them and they're everywhere and they you know they just kind of they're so disappointing me off. So they're so disappointing. I would hate being a cowboy fan. Oh, I know, especially because now. Because your honor's gonna be questioned because you're a cowboy fan to begin with. Your honor is gonna be questioned. Because there's cowboy fans all over the fucking place. Just like there's Yankee fans all over the place. Yeah. So your yep. honor is questioned if you're a Yankee fan too as a fan. And I don't know if it's fair or not, but that's just the reality. If you're a Cowboy fan in the back of every other fan's heads, you're a front runner. Or at one point you were a front runner and maybe you may committed to them, but the lore of the Dallas Cowboys was because you were a front runner. Same thing with the Yankees. So there's an, there's an assumption. If you're one of those fans, you're automatically a front runner. So there is a lack of respect there. Is that the same as a bandwagon jumper or that's, different yes a front runner a front runner is a bandwagon jumper yes okay essential gotcha. but it's more based on winning and how good they are where bandwagon is just so, a fad or whatever like everyone everyone was a big raiders fan back in the mid 90s everyone loved the fucking raiders because dr dre wore a raider hat or easy e wore a raider hat and then the Raiders were the starter jacket. The Raiders starter jackets were a thing, particularly, yeah, know, the, particularly in the, the urban community. Too. Yeah, but turning the page—that was a hell of a minor analog. Turning the page, we have in this Super Bowl, which makes this a really incredible story. Fig, we got a guy, forty-three years of age, and I'm not, and literally th- two weeks older than me. Two weeks older than me. He was born, I believe, August 5th, August 3rd. He was born August 3rd, 1977. I'm August 19th, so it's 16 days. 
Okay. 16 days he dropped, popped out of his mom before I did. And dude, I can't even walk to my car with being like, ah, my fucking foot hurts. And this dude is playing in the biggest competitive sports event of the year at 43 years of age at the most important position of any professional sport, the quarterback. How is that even possible? Phenomenal stuff, man. I have to admit. And he, he was not gifted. It's just, I despise Tom Brady. I think a lot of us out here, everyone's listening right now. You either love Tom Brady. I think there's different respect respects to it and how you think about it. There's, are there any of the people anymore that say, no, he's overrated. He's a bum. He's not the greatest ever. He just cheated and fuck him. Are they still there? Are those, do those people still exist? So they'll be here. If he, so if he loses this game, they will be back in full force. But if he wins this game, I don't, I don't really see a lot of that because they've dissipated for the most part. You know, and like there was the deflate gate and the whole spy camp thing through the years. But, you know, aside from that, I mean, he's a great athlete and he's just getting better with age and he just knows how to pull it out. And honestly, the only, the only um, one that he didn't pull out against the Eagles, he was very close to doing. But the defense just uh, just held them, the, the, that classic Philly defense. So otherwise, they, they would have ran away with that one, too. And they would have beat the Eagles twice. In two different Super Bowls. Yeah. And they um, would have, I think, didn't they beat the, they beat another team twice, I think, but I forget which one it was. But the Pan, I think they beat the Panthers. Did the, did the Panthers play the Patriots that year? Or was the Panthers Patriots or was that uh, Peyton Manning with the, with the Broncos? So there was a, so you're right with both. So, so the Patriots did beat the Panthers and then, I'm almost positive they did. Oh, they beat but the then, Patriots years ago. Like Brady yeah. was one of Brady's first. It was one of his, I think, then, second uh, or third. I think it was the third Rogers. one. And that was um, who was that quarterback that they had? But I'm referring well, to recently. So uh, they had Bledsoe before Brady, and then Brady. Brady basically sat in for Bledsoe because he was injured and then took over his his job Bledsoe never returned to the starting position after that he got injured this guy Tom Brady the backup just sat in and played phenomenal and and that was it Bledsoe was out of a job sixth round pick from Michigan which is a great football school but he was very unknown yeah he well he was a backup for most of it I forget who he played behind and someone that should become I think he was a pretty decent quarterback um you think of uh, back through time, the ones that were like the Heisman Trophy winners, like our, was it RG3, Johnny Manziel, they didn't even amount to anything. But then this guy ends up being one of the best ever. It was, good. it was good. It was good. RG3, Robert Griffith III, the third. Um, I like him still. I think he had, it just was so unfortunate with his injuries. And I think he had a little bit of a head situation um, in Washington. Oh, the concussion. Yeah, or, the concussion. But I also didn't – I think he was just in a weird place. And it, it was good seeing him um, play a couple times this year. And I, I'm rooting for him. I hope he pulls up. Who would have thought 
out of him and uh, Andrew Luck, RG3 would be the guy still kicking, man. Still playing meaningful games. <laughs> yeah, I know. I guess Luck, he kind of just bowed out himself. Like, I didn't want to do it anymore. It's like, yeah. I made my money. I'm done. I don't feel like playing football anymore. I respect that. That's a That's a ballsy decision, man. I respect that too, especially by what's going on. You know, I mean, uh, maybe maybe you've heard or maybe you didn't. I'm sure you have. But Kevin Green, one of the sack leaders from back in the yeah, day, yeah, um, passed away. And you can't help but to think is it this this un, this 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 secret that they keep hiding with the head injuries that happen and um, what it actually causes and uh, why some of these guys are disappearing on us. You know. Well, I think it's if there's you, you do any kind of research or any deep research, the NFL turned a blind. It just they, they, the NFL did exactly what baseball did with the steroids thing. They turned yeah. a blind. They turned a blind eye to a lot of medical science. They turned a blind eye to a lot of things because these guys were making a lot of money, and that was the and that was really the rise. These guys, Kevin Green, it's still the rise in the golden age of professional football. When you look a hundred years down the road. And you think of, you know, 1990s football, 2000s football, it's still going to be considered early in the evolution of this sport. And because right now it's just, it's Disney. The NFL, every single show on on the NFL now, it's like, oh my God, you have to have a rock star intro the, the game. You have to have all these different graphics that make it cooler for the kids. Oh my God, it just sucks watching a game anymore. It's like, I don't, oh. I mean, maybe I'm old, maybe I'm in my mid forties and that's why, but, and so we still grew up in a very cool time in Brady's beginning of his career. The, 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 the broadcast didn't get to Disney yet. Chris Berman didn't get annoying yet. When Chris Berman got annoying, that's when football started to suck. Yeah. Well, that was baseball, but he would. Oh yeah. Hey, whoop. The whole show just became a caricature him of his stupid fucking bumbly, 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 bumbly. He did bumbly, bumbly like 20 times in an episode. He'll do it. He could go all the way 20 times in an episode. It's like, Jesus Christ, yeah. dude. Uh, a lot of these guys became larger in life. You know, Dan Patrick was another one. I, you know, I mean, they were cool. But then, you know, you, you can only run that for a certain time period. And then, you know, that, what was the other one? The guy that just left, uh, Dan Libertard, he left. Yeah, well, what have you? But uh, going back to Brady, you know, it just—it's incredible. And, and he—he set out to do this, and he's not done for. He said he wanted to play till he was forty-five years old. That's what he said. And I want to kind of talk about the anatomy of a hater because I have despised Tom Brady, and I up until I would say two thousand, till Brady threw that pick against the Saints, or I'm sorry, Peyton Manning threw that pick against the Saints in the Super Bowl. I argued that Peyton Manning was the better quarterback. I was diehard. No, Peyton's the guy. Peyton's the guy, despite those Super Bowls and all that, because Brady only had three at the time. And Peyton had one, and he was on the precipice of having his second. Yeah. And he was putting up much bigger numbers, and he didn't have – he had Dungy, which was a great coach, so I can't just you know discount that. But Manning didn't have Dungy the whole time. Brady had Belichick the whole time. So I, I – built all these different reasons why Tom Brady isn't as good as he is. And I think a lot of us did. Oh, he's a cheater. Oh, Belichick cheats for him. The ball situation. So you build these like building blocks for your case of why he's not the greatest quarterback ever. 
and you do your damnedest to do it. And then what he's done the last eight years of his career has totally spat in your face and said, okay. And he heard it. You know he heard it. He heard every person like me saying he wasn't as good as he as people say he is. He's overrated. Fuck him. And then he said, okay, I want to play till I'm 45, and I'm going to prove all you motherfuckers wrong. And I don't know how much of – because he seems like a pretty enlightened cat when he talks. And if you look at his, at his diet, it's all organic. I believe he's a vegetarian, um, but it's all organic, store, locally bought, all that kind of thing. He puts nothing shitty in his body at all. Not a drop. So he said he wanted to play till he was 45. That was not in Bill Belichick's plan, so they parted ways. And then he takes a adequate team, an average team, barely a playoff team if they are, and he just brings them, cuts through the heart of the best teams in the NFC, beating everybody. Took out Drew Brees, took out Aaron Rodgers, who are both heavily over favored to win those games, and he takes both of them out. Both of these two soldiers out. The king showed up, smacked them around. And then now he takes his average team, takes him to the Super Bowl, and he faces a guy in Patrick Mahomes who's going to try to be the first quarterback to win back-to-back Super Bowl Super Bowls since a fellow by the name of Tom Brady did almost 17 years. I mean, can you give me a better fucking story if you were Tom Brady? This is, he's defending, he's holding his own court and he's the first guy to host, and he's the first man to quarterback a team who's hosting a Super Bowl for their team. I mean, yeah, this well. is, you could not write a, this is a, this is a hyperbole bullshit thing that's said all the time. You couldn't write it. You couldn't write it in a script. You could, no, this is some shit no one would have come up with. Nobody. It doesn't even sound like that cool of a story until he actually fucking does it. Every piece of hate and doubt and everything. Oh, and then the thing was, well, he can't do it without Belichick. That was another one. Mm -hmm. What are we saying now? I despised Tom Brady. But at one point, you got to say, I don't care about what happened then. I don't care about what happened there. He's the greatest quarterback of all time, as much as we hate to admit it. But it's obvious. It's not even close. You're never going to see a quarterback do what he does unless his name's Patrick Mahomes. But even then, that's a long, he's a long way off. Long, long way off. So that's my spiel on Tom Brady. And you look at his workout ethic. You look at his, his diet. I don't want to suck Tom Brady off too much here because I can't stand the motherfucker, but Jesus. Eli's 2-0 in a Super Bowl against him, though. Classic come from behind all the time, all the time. That's what he did. He became known to do that. And, uh, you know, the fact he just went rolling right into Tampa Bay, uh, took a mediocre team that was struggling for years and brought him right to the Super Bowl his first year and at the age that, you know, normally that takes a couple of years. You got to get in there, settle in, see what you got, build the team around, you know. And maybe a couple of years, Brady could have brought them in there, but did really just the first year, a pandemic season, everything's in disarray as it is. And here they are in the, in the, in the big game. 
you know, versus Kansas City, who actually did a had a brilliant run last year. Andy Reid finally getting getting what he's, you know, really looking for what he, he is worth it. You know, he is worth back to back Super Bowls. And he's, you know, and he's a quarterback kind of guy, quarterback coach from the Mike Holbrook school, from actually the Bill Walsh school. Yeah. And here he is bringing Mahomes up. So, you know, it, it, it's good for the NFL because, you know, things have just been so bad for everybody and the NFL. And, you know, there's been a lot of politics involved. And a lot of people have said, you know, should they even add the season? You know, the, the countless fines for coaches not wearing a face mask, for people not wearing face masks. Um, you know, so let, let's just have a great weekend with this and enjoy it and just see what it was, see if Brady can pull this out. You know, a guy that's 43 and then pulls out another Super Bowl victory with a, with a different team and a team that really, you know, hasn't had one since what, 04, 03, 04? Oh, they, okay. So Tampa Bay beat the Raiders in 03, I believe, with Rich, Rich Gannon was with yeah. the Raiders. And Brad Johnson was with that was the last uh, Bucks win. Yeah, no. it was a while. Warren Sapp was on the Jimmy Kimmel show, like right after the the Super Bowl. He actually they flew him in on a helicopter because I guess it was kind of local. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I'd, I'd I'd love to see Andy Reid win a second one back to back. I mean, he deserves it. He's an excellent football coach. He's been through the ringer. You know, it's not easy to coach in in Philly. He did it for years and actually had a lot of winning teams there. You know, he just didn't have a Mahomes. He had a McNabb, and well. There you go. All right. So the spread looks like the spread is only three points. Usually there's a half in there. That's pretty tight. I'm surprised. I thought the Chiefs – well, the Chiefs have really played – Chiefs played really well in the AFC Championship, though. But before that, they were playing down in their competition a lot. And I'm wondering, if you let Brady stick around, I think he's going to win the game. So the Chiefs better have this game in hand by the fourth quarter or it's going to be a long – I think Brady is going to f- shock the world again. But I don't think it's going to happen. I think the Chiefs are just a much better team. The only reason it's a three is because they play down to their competition. <laughs> they never blow anybody – they blow people out, but they also like will play this Bengals and have a toe-to-toe game with them. It's like, what the fuck? It's an Andy Reid team, too. Just uh, had quite a lot of – quite a few years of experience following a team of, of Andy Reid's coaching. So they do have a tendency of playing down to their competition. If their competitions aren't even playing that well, they aren't they ain't playing that well. They just won't knock them out early. Yeah, but they played really – I mean, hey, look, you, you, they they won the, the two games in the playoffs, and they played, and they beat very good teams. The Buffalo Bills were, were white hot. Josh Allen and what he has done and that defense has done, I actually thought the Bills – where I had money on the, I actually had one money because I initially went with the chiefs because, but then I heard Mahomes might be out and I was like, shit, can I change it? No. So I actually thought that the bills were going to win. And even when Mahomes was going to play, I still thought the bills had a really good chance of winning. Um, but uh, you know, they didn't. So the chiefs beat a really good bills team. So I don't think they're playing poorly. I think this is the, I think the chiefs are ready to explode. I, I anticipate them covering this. This at three point spread. I thought it was, I thought it was going to be around six or seven, and uh, I would maybe flirt with the Chiefs in that instance. But I, I have to take the Chiefs here. How about you, Vig? Yeah, I'm going to take the Chiefs as well. Um, I think Mahomes is is really the new Brady coming up, and uh, you know he just needed a few years, you know, winning, win, getting into the playoffs, and not quite getting there, and now he's there. 
Uh, he proved that last year and he's right, right there again this year. And I, I just, I don't know, not to count Brady out. Cause like, you know, you're just going on about how, you know, he's one of the best ever. I, don't, I just, I think the, the, the curve for going into Tampa and just taking that team right to the Super Bowl and, and winning the Super Bowl. I just, I just think that uh, the Chiefs really have 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 the upper upper hand on this. I think they have the, the more talent, they have better coaching, and um, you know it's really obvious that it's Brady with with Tampa, and he's the guy that really brought them up. And I I, I just think in the end that's not going to be what wins the Super Bowl. It's going to be an all around good team, well coached, star quarterback, great offense, great defense, and experienced. So I like the Chiefs. Perfect. That was great. Yeah. Makes sense to me. Sure. It's a guy that's been watching football for a few years. Yeah. Suck it, Mike and the Mad Dog. I haven't even been paying attention this year either. <laughs> I really haven't, man. I've been kind of preoccupied, if you know what I mean. We have a lot of cool topics coming up. We have, we're going to have a BDSM episode. We're going to have a uh, cannabis episode. And now we're going to have a transgender episode. So you guys are seeing pre-production meetings right in the middle of it. I think it's time we're going to start wrapping up here. Vig, how are you doing on NoFap? we got to get the NoFap update. Well, I'm still going, but, man, I'm having I'm having these thoughts, man, that, that maybe I can just take care of business and uh, release some some uh, some anxiety. I don't know. But, you know, I'm still going to keep going and, uh, you know, hopefully we'll be able to report back some more positive news or if you want to look at it as positive on Monday. But, yeah, kind of uh, – you know, we're in the middle of this winter here, this pandemic winter. So we'll, we'll see. We'll see what we can do. I haven't. Got, all right, cool. I'm actually doing very good, too, at this moment. I'm actually doing well. I have not beat off since Tuesday morning. It is Saturday morning. That is four days, folks. That's four days strong. And uh, you're going, I think this is your six days. So we'll yep. see. We have a, a gentleman's bet. We're not sure what we're going to get. Someone's gonna, We're going to send something from the, you know, we're, we'll do something nice. We should come up with the bet. Let's do it. This gentleman's bet. What? Well, I'll send you send me something from Colorado, and I'll send you something from uh, PA, probably Wawa. Okay. All right. So what? I got to figure out what kind of thing would be good from Denver. I figure you know what you know what you can get. You're from you're born and bred this area, so you know exactly what I can send you. Give me some ideas that Denver would be or the the Colorado area. What would be good that it, I can't get here in PA, and you can send it. Gee, I mean, I could send you some coffee from here, and you think maybe you'd try it out. I don't know. I know it's kind of like – I'm just trying to think of what would stay fresh if I was to kind of dip into some other things. And maybe I could just send you some some green chili from here. Hey, I love chili. I fucking love chili. That sounds like a plan. So chili versus – what do you want? Wawa coffee? Yeah, absolutely. All right. Chill, some Denver chili, some green chili – against the Wawa, the, the Wawa coffee. And that's going to be it. Whoever has the longest streak total through the month of February. Right now, Vig is in the lead with six. I am four in a row. And uh, I'm going pretty strong. My, my wife has been very good at completely denying um, any release for me. So that's good. Um, <laughs> that helps. But we're going, but we're going strong. So, um, great episode today. We really touched on a very controversial subject when we started talking about the great Tom Brady, forty-three years old. He is our demographic. He is our god today, Tom Brady. I am pulling for him, though I don't think he has a chance. And you feel the same way. 
Follow us on all the all the platforms, baby. We're on all the platforms. You know what I'm saying? We got a lot of fun content on all the other platforms as well. We have a YouTube channel, 40-something podcast. Check it out, 40-something podcast. You can follow us on Twitter. Follow me on Twitter, at Real Steve Valley. And if you like professional wrestling, please check out my wrestling podcast, High Spots and Cheap Pops. And I do a dynamite review every single Wednesday, if anyone knows what that is. And we also get into all the goings on with Vlad the Impaler. So check all that stuff out. And uh, Vig, what do you got for us going into this uh, Super Bowl Sunday? Nothing. I really I feel I feel I like the Chiefs here on that one. Uh, I don't think Real Brady's going to pull it off, but we could be talking a different story on Monday. And uh, yeah, another great podcast. Uh, kind of got on that fringe side of things, talking about stuff that really needs to be talked about. And. Uh, if you have an opinion on this, definitely let us know at uh, valleyvig08 gmail.com. And um, we have more of this stuff coming down the pike. Uh, some thought provoking things to help help us get through this, uh, help us get through this global health crisis and uh, learn a few things about each other and, and constantly progress. So, here you have it.
his hell when he leased his conscience to the sin the evil that was born within rock took a shot to his chest full of crime stealing a man's last breath the rest is left to be untold 